millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Mr. Delaney, so what? It's Life Logistics, we are here to help you with your problems, no matter how great they are, or how small they are, and we will make your life better if we can. Uh, There's an email that's coming that's just this morning, which has got a title which has piqued my interest... Um, it seems like it's right up our street and the title of the email is thus Bat in the House I repeat Bat in the House Um, one of the worst animals you can have in a house I would say straight away I'll say that it it feels to me as if this isn't something we can deal with because um, the time lapse between the bat entering this person's house and the email coming in and then the episode going out seems to be too long for the bat no. to remain in the house. No, you know I, I mean, mean? A, house, a, a bat can survive in a house for 24 hours. If you're the human, yeah. first thing you think about is evacuate the house, check into well, your local yeah. Premier Inn or find an, an inexpensive nearby Premier Inn and yeah. wait it out. You can, you can, you know, you can save money as well by uh, driving a bit further afar. And go yeah. to one of those premier inns that's like on the, on the side of the, the motorway or on an industrial estate or something I like that. I stayed in a great one in Cardiff when we did our live show. It's probably the best night in a hotel oh, I've ever yeah. had. It was in effectively a storage unit. They've got a budget series called, um, like a spin off called Premier Inn Zip, unless it's Travelodge Zip. It's something like that. That was Premier Inn, I, I think, yeah. You were in like I a stayed, tiny cube or something and everything. Yeah, it, it, was, was, like a, it was like a shipping container. Pod. It was a pod, and it had everything in it. it had a bit. It was all. It sort of had Japanese vibes about it, because it was all like built yeah. in, into one, and it was all like it was quite white and space age inside. A bit like Stanley Kubrick yeah. had designed it, and yeah. it, was, it cost me like something like thirty quid for the night, yeah. and I booked it on the day we stayed there, and wow. it and it had um, a bed. It had a really nice TV at the end of the bed, wall mounted. They had a shower, a toilet. Yeah. which was sort of sectioned off. But it was all tiny, and it was such... It just felt so lovely. It didn't matter that I was on an industrial estate, although being on an industrial estate, if anything, made me feel safer, because I thought, no fucker's going to find me here. If I was on the <laughs> land... If I was on the land, yeah. do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be staying in a city centre. I'd be no, staying on not. an industrial estate. Um, the what other thing I remember about that night was that it was in that pod that I watched the uh, Prince Andrew interview. <laughs> It's one of those things you remember where you were when you saw it, and you definitely totally. 
And it was like, I will remember that until I'm old and fucking grey, that I was in a, a fucking shipping container in an industrial estate on the outskirts of fucking Cardiff on my own, having just think, done a live performance of a podcast, watching fucking is, Prince Andrew I, claim deadpan that he, was un, he had a rare condition that made him unable to sweat. He's unable to sweat. The thing is, as well, as you get older and time and memory begins to blur, you'll look back at that and you'll you'll sort of you'll doubt yourself. You'll think, yeah. did I really watch that interview in some kind of yeah. tiny pod in Cardiff? Surely yeah. not. That sounds far fetched. <laughs> Maybe I've fucking lost it totally, but no, I it definitely happened. Of, um, I wonder what kind of unlikely places we can stay during our upcoming tour in November. Tickets still available, of course tftimemachine.com slash live shows uh, hey and um, if you're if you have to travel from out of town to one of our venues we're playing in most of the major conurbations the, the, mm. you know from, from the top to the bottom of the country well we don't go further north than Edinburgh and Glasgow but no we're not um, doing Edinburgh this time just no Glasgow. just doing Glasgow but, Sorry, but the, the point is you'll be able to get to see us we're part of the country but if you do have to travel why not make a night of it stay in a yeah. hotel and who knows you might even see us hanging out by the vending machine <laughs> yeah the cheaper the hotel the more likely there the is the more likely you are to us. see us I mean I've done that before with West Ham where I've like gone away and we booked a hotel and thought oh maybe we'll see mm. the West Ham players maybe in this players hotel yeah it happened once where well, I went to Palermo <clears throat> when West Ham playing Palermo in the um, Europa League or I guess All it was right. the UEFA Cup then and we went there and it was a, a right old into Sicily yeah it was a mad few days in Sicily and so it was were, you being, were you being flash or were the West Ham squad being cheap uh, I think we were, be, we were being flash Right. In fact, yeah, there was a group of about ten of us, and I think, yeah, four of us were flash. <laughs> four of us were right cunts. All right, we we but we were like Boise. We'll be yeah, staying, staying in the five place. star place. But we'd got there, and we were like paralytic. You know, we'd been drinking on the plane from very early in the morning. Then we'd gone straight from the airport into the town for lunch and loads more booze. Lunch. And then when we stumbled back to the fucking hotel. I didn't yeah. know where Sam was staying there, but the lift doors open, and Alan Pardew and Nigel Rio Coca and Kevin Keane, former West Ham winger turned coach, were there, and then we were really like this: "Hey, France, we're here for the game!" And he just looked like, <laughs> "Do you think they're going to go on the piss with you?" He said something like, "Oh, really?" Like as if, "Oh, I wouldn't have fucking guessed," because you look like locals, you fucking sunburnt, inebriated bunch of fucking degenerates. <laughs> he looked absolutely gutted that we were there, and I can't blame him. But um, oh, no, it'd man. be like that, uh, listeners. You know, tr- find a very cheap industrial estate-based hotel, and you never know. After the show, you can go to one of our legendary after parties, which yeah, well, that, usually involve that, mm, buying like some McCoys and a Snickers from the vending machine, that, and then going yeah. back to our respective rooms. Um, I got through quite a lot of Alvide Saint Pet on the last tour, so who knows? Yeah. It might be something like that. I was going to say there will not be any uh, interaction with uh, no. the audience on this tour because of COVID restrictions there will be no selfies there will be no firm handshakes arms around shoulders none of that kind of thing mind you, you come mate, see us you watch did, us we leave that's the end of it but did you see Tom Cruise having his curry in Birmingham on Twitter I noticed that yeah I don't know what the full yeah, story so was was that it he had a photo he's I mean we'll get to the story because it's a very special story but he went for a curry in Birmingham 
And yeah. that sounds like a joke, but it's actually true. And then afterwards, obviously, the lads who run the curry house have gone, Mr. Cruz, can we have a photo with you? Why wouldn't they? And yeah. he's gone, yeah. But So he's just arranged it. They're standing in a sort of a pyramid. It's like they're the Avengers or a Battle of the Planets. He's like stood at the at the front and they're sort of fanned yeah. out at two metre spaces, like diagonally behind him, like yeah. a guard of honour almost. It's fucking great. Anyway, listen to this, right? I don't know what the fuck he was doing in Birmingham, but I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise anyway. I think he's fucking brilliant, right? And he's rocks up in Birmingham to this curry house and they post it and apparently, right, he's turned up, he's ordered, I can't remember, I think it was a tikka masala, right? He's or the, whatever the special of the house is, he's he's ordered it, plus sides, yeah, yeah. full fucking curry. This is a bloke who, for his age, is in incredible shape. So this is an inspiration to all us. He's eaten it, and they've come over and says, everything all right, Mr. Cruzy? And he's gone. That was really nice. In fact, it was so nice, I'll have the same all over again. He had Ooh. the same order again. He ate back-to-back curries, mate. Who does that we remind you of? We talked about this before. It's Reggie Perrin. It's Reggie. He's pulled a Reggie Perrin with the ravioli. Perrin. Yeah, three courses of ravioli. <laughs> Cruise has pulled oh, a fucking man. Reggie Perrin. And if you didn't Ooh. love Tom Cruise already, then you better now, because that is sensational. Imagine that. Fucking Birmingham. He's what's up. All right, cons. Yeah, yeah, your eyes aren't deceiving you. It's me, Tom Cruise. Now, what's your special <laughs> of the house? <laughs> fucking hell. brilliant. I mean, I'm unsure about Tom Cruise. I think he's slightly demented. And the whole Scientology oh, yeah. thing, I, f- I find that a bit worrying, but... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's completely mad. But yeah. Tom Cruise, I mean, that's part of the appeal to me. Well, good luck to you with that. I, I tell I'm, you what, I'm not. Tom Cruise I, is living out loud, mate. Do you remember well, when he got went on Oprah and started jumping about all over the sofa? Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> again. Um, Fucking legend. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying into it, let's just say that. But what I am buying into is given that I've lost my sense of taste with the COVID over the last 24 hours, I am now fucking gagging for a curry because that's going to be the only yeah. thing that's going to get through the barrier. It'd be a waste, though. be a waste, well, wouldn't I'm, it? Surely, surely I'm going to feel something if I get a curry. Well, you, why I, don't you go and get... What's, what's the... Yeah, is it a foal, did you say? Did you I'm just say I'm not going to do that. I, I don't like... I can't stand that thing where food is painful. No, do I know, know what but I mean? what I'm saying is, I agree. I would never order a foul, right? Because what's the point? But, yeah. having said that, if I'd lost my taste buds, I'd think, well, this might be the only opportunity I'd ever have to have a file because I won't but be is, able to... Is, is the, the, the after effects the following day not worse? I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, the spice you know, of the curry, the you've more got to you're going to have. You've got, to think, you've got to think about the back end, as I think they say in, um, <laughs> in business terms. Is it, but maybe... You, but I don't know if a side effect of COVID might be that your arse is desensitised as well. <laughs> I have I've, read I've, that. In, some I people can, get um, yeah. numb arse from covid I, I can i can certainly uh experiment on it and get back to you here's the tweet the-, the curry house is called ashes and if any of our listeners in birmingham know it then i'd i'd love to hear more about ashes and what you think of it, it looks yeah. like a nice place and they've tweeted it was an absolute pleasure to welcome tom cruise to ashes birmingham yesterday evening tom ordered our famous chicken tikka masala <laughs> and enjoyed it so much that as soon as he'd finished he ordered it all over again the greatest compliment and you've got to see the picture of him, mate. He's I've fucking, seen. I've seen the picture. I did see the picture. I didn't know what the is, story was. He's demented. Well, well yeah, he's like a funny old man now. Because he is. He fucking is. Yeah, he's demented. Yeah. 
but just, Tom Cruise you know, films, they're always good, aren't they? Mission Impossible, <laughs> all that stuff. I've only really seen the Mission Impossible ones. I, I can't think of a Tom Cruise film that I've watched since. Risky Business? Like, yeah, that's going back 35 years, though, isn't it? I mean, the Outsiders? I, 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 yeah, all the ones the in the 80s were good. Ones. Other than the Mission Impossible ones, I don't think, I think the last one I probably saw was Jerry Maguire. Which is ah, another great film, mate. Show me the yeah. money. Brilliant. Um, Tom Cruise. What else has he done recently? He's born on the 4th of July. Rain That's not Man. Recent. That's not recent. Yeah, well, I'm going back into his canon of work, mate. He's, he's always hey, knocking hey, films out. You, you watch more films than I do, Sam. And I'm, yeah. I'm curious about, um, in, the, in the vein of Mission Impossible, I'm curious about two... Uh, what do they call them? Franchises of films oh, yeah. that I don't know whether I should get into or not. John Wick films. Are they good? The first John Wick film is one of the best films ever made. <laughs> the others, the, the, right. the second and third films get a little bit like, no. I mean, in the action genre, I would say it's right up there amongst the best. It's fucking brilliant, right. the first one. The second okay. third one, I, I found a bit repetitive. Diminishing Returns. All right, and mm. the other one, Fast and the Furious. Should I get Never into them? Never seen any of them, but it's on my to-do list. I know, I know. It seems like something to sit there with the kid, the, the son, father and yeah, son stuff, it, doesn't it? It, it just seems so... It just seems such a laugh. I can't believe I've never got around to it. You always see the trailers. It's someone yeah. like The Rock, and it's like a car's jumping out of a skyscraper onto a helicopter or something like that. <laughs> why have we not watched Why, these? yeah. But, you know, why not? Talking of franchises with the kids, yesterday, uh, last week, I introduced Len to Wayne's World. Right. And I'd forgotten how Wayne's World... Wayne's World, people sort of went off it because the joke of going not became mm. what wankers did. It's the sort of thing yeah, that yeah. Frank Lampard would think was funny. I mean, some yeah. people still do it, and it's obviously really irritating, so it puts you off the whole thing because they started it. But we watched both the films, one and two, back to back, and in the second film, they actually make a gag aimed at themselves about how lame saying not is. So they have all oh, the lame right. people in the film who keep saying it to Wayne yeah. and he looks kind of quite bored and takes piss. But it's one of those films that when you watch it, you start to realise how many bits and bits, you know, things you pick up along the way, funny phrases or just yeah. ideas that you've p- picked up along the way and that you and your mates still say. Loads of them come from fucking Wayne's World. It was brilliant, oh, right. and it was and it was one of the first. It was the early nineties, which was sort of when The Simpsons was first getting really big, and it was one of the first things to start doing that postmodern stuff where everything referenced a piss take of other pop culture, and that yeah. sort of started around that time. The Simpsons was really big at on it, and so yeah. was Wayne's World. Anyway, what I'm saying is, give Wayne's World a rewatch. It's really good. People sort of forgot how good it was and what a massive sort of cult thing it was. And also, right. it made me just think generally, the early 90s, culturally, a lot of people, including myself, have often thought, ah, oh, things were shit in the early 90s. It was all like Ooh. Jive Bunny at number one and stuff. No, <laughs> I'm getting really into the early 90s. It'll never be the mid-90s, mate. Nothing will be. But the early 90s, well, you think Wayne's World, The yeah. Simpsons, you yeah, know, you wouldn't have had things. The, you wouldn't have had the mid-90s without the early 90s. Cause something very true, mate. Work. Very true. In A lot of, you know, in many ways... The mid nineties was influenced by the early nineties. <laughs> they should bring um, back Newsnight Review, but have me and you do it, just us two, no guests. Definitely. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Can we do some life logistics? 
Oh yeah. There's there's a couple of tweets here from the other day. Um, Stephen Wilson says, "I'm thinking of getting a hot tub, but I don't want to be one of those cunts floating about the back door in a bubbly paddling pool." Yeah. <laughs> Brackets lazy spa. Uh, you think it's worth working a bit harder for a proper one? That's from Stephen Wilson, and he gives his full age of 41 years and two months. I love. Well, I, I can um, point you in a d- d- good direction for this, right? Is yeah. um, Richard Bacon, who's an old colleague and mate of mine, lives mm-hmm. in the States now, so I never see him, but he wrote a really funny book. I think it was really funny anyway, uh, called, I think it's something like A Series of Unrelated Events, which was sort mm. of like a kind of an autobiography, but really what it was was each chapter was just devoted to something funny or weird that had happened to him in his life, and it was right. all kind of... But it was very funny, and uh, in fact, he, he, I think he, he wrote it together with our mate Mark Haynes, right? Oh, yeah. You know Mark. I do. And, uh, and so it's very, very, it's a funny book. But the best chapter, right, is mm. the chapter in which he describes getting a hot tub. And he basically right. is when he was first starting to make money out of TV. And he was living in Chiswick in West London. <laughs> and he thought to himself, and he thought, yeah, it was like that. It's really funny self-deprecating book because he thought, fuck this, I'm getting a fucking hot tub. I'm, I'm working in Shelby's and I'm getting a hot tub. And then, in hilarious and very minute detail, he explains why owning your own hot tub is the biggest fucking pain in the arse that yeah. can ever happen to someone, yeah. right? Uh, mostly it's to do with keeping it clean and the chemicals you yeah, have to constantly fucking pump yeah. into it, right? That that and, feels uh, like my, my gut yeah. feeling about hot tub is that a lot of maintenance, not a lot of reward. Really. Exactly. I mean, how many days are you going to get in the hot tub? Right, I've got None. a mate. I've got a mate called Dave who, whose in-laws had a hot tub, and it was the bane of his fucking life. Right, because when he had to go up to, he lived in London, but he had to go up and see his, his in-laws. It's somewhere like near Manchester, and their house. I remember he said their house sort of was perched on the side of an A road, right? Mm. <laughs> fucking dual carriageway or something, right? So all that <laughs> probably was, you're in next door. Yeah, but they had a fucking hot tub in the garden and the view was basically this A-road, right? But he said the first time he went there, his, his dad, his father-in-law, and he promised, he'd done all that usual thing, promised his girlfriend he's going to make a real effort and all the rest of it. And his father-in-law was like, oh, you brought your trunks, lad? Like that. And he was like, oh, oh no. man. And he went, don't worry, you can borrow a pair of mine. We're getting oh, in the hot tub. God. So he goes, it wasn't Fuck even a up. nice evening. It was a bit drizzly on the outskirts of Greater Manchester. Next to an A road, the air thick with fumes, right? Yeah. And he was with these people who he'd only met like five minutes before his pair, his, his new girlfriend's parents. He was wearing his, 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 the dad's swimming shorts, which he's were like you know, three sizes another, too big. So he's worried they're going to fall down. <laughs> yeah. And he's in there and his dad, and the dad brings him out a can of unchilled Carlin Black Label. Right? Oh, fucking hell. And he goes, there you go. Get stuck into that, son. Right. And he said he just had to sit there. And it was like he said, okay, this will be nice. There's a chance for us to get to know each other. So he's sitting with the dad and the mum just having to fucking... And he was like, oh, it's one of the worst things ever. But still now sometimes, I hardly ever see him anymore. Still now, though, he will drop me a text because he knows I found it so funny. 
he's married <laughs> with a kid now to the same gal. But when he's back up there, sometimes he'll send a picture and all I'll see is like the surface of a hot tub, right? In some grey weather and, and the corner of a can of either Foster's or Carlin. It's always that type of beer, right? And he just always writes, he sends the picture and he just writes, guess where I am for the weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's something think, creepy about it as well. If there's a couple and they've got a hot tub, do you straight yeah. away think, hmm, perverts? Yeah, yeah, sex people, as Alan Partridge said. <laughs> yeah, the sex people. I um, don't want to socialise with the sex people. Yeah, it's it's like hot, hot, hot tub people are like aficionados, aren't they? They're, they're kind of like, they're a bit too into it. Yeah. If they're just going to do it themselves, that's kind of all right, keep it to yourself. But then when you're inviting people to go along, and you, it, it feels like it's a, it's a hard thing to turn down. Uh, I've never done it. I've never been in one, and I can't imagine. Oh, I've been in. Them. Why I would? I mean, I've been, right I've, been, you... I've been in a jacuzzi bath in a Holiday Inn swimming pool before, and then a stranger yeah. gets into that while you're sat in there with your kids, and that's oh, fucking weird. Nightmare. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, it's I've like, been in it. Fuck with, like um, I've been in it with my wife on holiday. I tried and failed to get her to. Um, you know, give me a hand job under the bubbles. Yeah. And as soon as I, I realised that was, that, I mean, she would, to be fair to her, she was very s- straight with me. It was like, yeah. this is a non-starter. Did you, this, did you take her hand and, and guide it towards y- yeah, your area? Well, I, yeah. And she was just like, listen, this is a complete non-starter. Yeah. If this, if this is why we've got into this hot tub, just, yeah. yeah, we're wasting our time because it's just well, never I mean, going to happen. It, it was, wasn't so I was it? like, I appreciate your honesty. Let's get out. So we just got out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what did you do? Did you sort of get in and then just kind of reach your arms up and stretch and kind of just gently thrust oh, your groin forward? Oh, a lovely a day. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely this is day for a hand job. <laughs> you know what like, would be oh, this, this even hotel, more relaxing? This oh. hotel set me back 250 notes a night. <laughs> Sorry, did I say really that out hard. loud? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a bit of luxury now and again. I wonder what we're <laughs> yeah. topping off. God knows I work hard <laughs> and I need to relax. I get a lot of the very, what you call it, executive stress. I work very hard. <laughs> From the freelancing game. <laughs> I've been freelancing uh, my balls off all year to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to try though, haven't so, you? You've got to try. Yeah, you don't ask again. I'll never try again. No. But no. at least nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. Uh, what Have we got anything else? Yeah, there's another tweet from, from the other day from Joshua. Uh, I need to replace the horn and the airbag in my car. Uh, I was quoted 500 quid by a few garages or 150 quid from a friend of a friend who is good with cars. Is it worth the risk? <laughs> this is a really good logistics question it is because I read this and I thought I just don't know <laughs> it all depends on your budget it's a challenge and your it circumstances doesn't it yeah totally I mean 350 quid difference between those two quotes 350 quid's a lot of money and if you haven't got a lot of money 350 quid's a fuckload of money Ooh, I but, don't know you know it's like if you get it done by a mate who's good with cars Mm. You're always going to be thinking, fuck, will this come back to haunt me? I'd get That's it done the by the mate. If, if you're worried about the budget, it's like, and yeah. it's not an elaborate job, get the mate to do it because at least it'll keep it going for a little while. And then maybe if it does go wrong again, you might be a bit more flushed by them. 
the worrying thing is it's horn and airbag so you might find yourself in a situation where you really need the horn to work otherwise you end up having to use the airbag because you couldn't use the horn to um mm. alert and someone both that fucked, you... that's both your safety nets gone yeah yeah make sure the horn's definitely fixed because if you're ever in trouble on the road, they teach you that when you do driving lessons. If you ever get yourself into trouble, just remember, you've got your horn, and if that's not working, you've got your airbag. And one of those two <laughs> things is going to save you. Now, the horn is for two things. Number one, it is to alert someone to danger in an emergency. Number two, it's to say, turn out to your mate when you're pulling away from his house at half ten at night. Number three, if you see it, of course, in the old days, but they changed the law, the DVLA changed this law round about uh, the year 2000. It was also to show your appreciation if you see a right nice lass walking along the street or waiting at a bus stop. But no, you're not allowed to do that no more. And rightly so, rightly so. Um, I, I had a mate, right, who was a mechanic and he was so used to when they were driving around in, in the van, in the truck, to Ooh. beep in the hooter, which yeah. is really bad. I mean, it happened to my daughter recently, and then you really get fucking irate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She called me a bit shaken up at the bus side to go and get her. Mm-hmm. Obviously took the Terminator with me in case there was any aggro. Yeah. Unfortunately, they'd gone. But, you know, so I shouldn't make light of it, but the bloke did, as he was driving along, lean when he, his wife was driving the car, and what? he saw an attractive lady, and he would lean across his wife and beat the hooter while she was driving. And she'd go, what the fuck are you doing? And he'd go, oh, sorry, it's just false of habit. <laughs> I thought you meant this was the incident. No, 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 no. This is years wife. ago with my mate who was a mechanic. Yeah, he used to beat the horn while his wife was driving. The woman would look round all confused. Yeah, yeah, that can, but, that can um, cause some cracks in a marriage, I think, that kind of thing. Yeah, but also but, uh, it, it causes cracks in society. Yeah, so yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> it really does. Uh, <laughs> so that's that. Yeah, get yeah, get them, get the lad to do one hundred and fifty because this 150, is like, 150 is like meter rate, isn't it? So one hundred and fifty quid is bottom price. So you're paying that for what would probably be a three hundred quid job. Yeah. And the garages that are charging 500 obviously they've got a bit on top because they've got to make oh, a profit. So. They've got plenty on top, mate. Uh, yeah, I think, about I, that. Think, I think you're all right with it. I mean, how, how, how badly wrong it's can not that bad like, go? Yeah, it's not a massive... I mean, listen to me like I fucking know. Ah, yeah. The airbag and the... Uh, Airbags rah, are easy. Uh, that's not a big job at all. I mean, I could probably do that. I wouldn't, don't even know where they fucking are, mate. It's just um, like, a, it's like a leather balloon, isn't it? You know... <laughs> You put a fucking balloon in there if you have to, there's no problem. <laughs> um, it's like me, when when you're listening, by the time this podcast goes out, you listen to it, Tuesday morning, spare a thought for old Nifty, because as you're mm. listening to this, chances are I will be undergoing an extremely long root canal procedure, Ooh. right, uh, uh, in the dentist chair. 9am I've got to be hell. there, and the appointment Oof. is booked in to last till midday, yeah? <sighs> Now, will you be general anaesthetic or local? No, local, local. I'm going to take my headphones and um, I don't know what I'm going to listen to. Um, That's a good I've, plan, that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I might. Someone's recommended a really good meditation app to me, which I might right. give a go, yeah. but I've, I've got a feeling I might just get bored with that. So I don't know. Anyway, I'll listen to something. Audio Maybe some, book. Some, some, some pop hits. And, Podcasts. Uh, yes. 
And I'll, um, but you know, basically, have a listen back. Have a listen back to some of our podcasts and see if there's anything we can recycle for the live shows. Yeah, all right, maybe I'll do that. that I'll be laughing while they're doing it. Oh, 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 that that really is very good. Andy, 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 Andy. Oh, you'll never change. Sorry, what was that? Oh, nothing. Go on, keep on going down route canal, just having a chuckle at my own podcast. I've I've gone for the first quote, 900 notes. I've gone to the NHS. They said, we won't do it. We'll pull the tooth out. Because we could right. do the root canal, but we don't deem it essential. It's not. It's not worth our while. So we'll pull. The, yeah, that's what they said. They said we'll pull the cum out, and we'll still charge you for that as well. I can't remember how much. So I was like, well, oh, you're I not going to go right. hungry and get this done. I was going to, but then two things put me off. One was there was such a lot of fucking admin surrounded in me going to Hungary, which is an amber country. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the second thing is. Um, my brother-in-law gave me the heads up. He went, don't think it's like getting your dentistry done in England, mate. He <laughs> went, knee on the chest. <laughs> he went, they won't give you a fuck. They won't numb you up, you know. You'll go in, they'll push you down, and then he'll just be going through hell. He goes, and the only thing that gets you through it is you think, ah, oh, I'm saving myself 300 quid here. <laughs> I thought, fuck this. By the time I've done all the admin to get out to yeah. fucking Budapest, do you know what I mean? Anyway, so yeah, I'm oh. going for the, I went for a middle option. Rather than just having yeah. it pulled out. But three hours, mate, tomorrow. What a nightmare, eh? Well, I wish you the very best of luck and I hope that you, we can continue the podcast afterwards and that your mouth will not be some kind of dead. absolute fucked up bloody mess. I'm sorry, your mouth is dead. Do you use your mouth much in your job? <laughs> yes, I fucking do. Well, gonna... I hope it's insured because it's dead now forever. I'm, I'm going to have to amputate it. <laughs> We're going to put a zip on the front like Zippy. Uh, <laughs> And your wife will be in control of it. You have to sign over legal rights to your mouth to your wife. <laughs> right, that's it from this one. Uh, sorry we didn't get round to solving the problem about the bat in the house, but um, I'm assuming it sorted itself out anyway. We did. Check out. It was simple. Go to the hotel. Oh, was that stay our there, solution, was it? Stay yeah. there until the bat dies. There'll until be it's... no bat food in the house. What do bats eat? Mice, mainly, I think. Yeah. Right? So if you leave it, as long as there's no mice in your house... Just leave mm. the fucking bat. It'll eventually die. It'll run out of air. It'll, yeah. it'll die. Yeah. And then, you know, then you can go back, dispose of the bat corpse and go back to your normal life. Problem oh, well, solved. There you go, then. There we are. Bat drama solved. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more of this shit uh, sometime in the future, uh, assuming that Sam's mouth survives. Uh, thank you. And goodbye. Bye. Bye.